Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Ring, the most important show about boxing, with your host, David Diaz. Get ready for four rounds of sports talk in one hour, with an emphasis on boxing, both amateur and professional. Now, here's your host, former boxing great, David Diaz. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Outside the Ring. I am your host, 1996 U.S. Olympian former WBC lightweight champion of the world, David Diaz. If you're into boxing, MMA, or any other sport, you've tuned into the right place. Outside the Ring is brought to you by VoiceAmericaSports.com. Well, guys, I want to start off first by saying that I was humbled by all the well wishes in my announcement of retiring from the sport I have done since I was eight years old. That's boxing. You know, to everyone who left me a message on Twitter... Facebook and even e- emails. I thank you very much from from the bottom of my heart. It, it was very, um, very, very, very gratifying for me to to know that people appreciated what I did in, in my sport and that I brought a lot of excitement to people while watching me perform what I did. You know, so I'm very thankful for that. I also want to thank my beautiful and amazing wife for getting uh, my corner to surprise me and be the first callers to call in and. And wish me well on my journey. You know, I mean, you guys heard that I have an an amazing an amazing corner who, who cared about my well being and were uh, very happy with with my decision. Again, I thank everyone uh, for the well wishes to my corner. Thanks for the memories, and I know we we had a we had a great time and um, just very um, happy in, in in all the everything that that the people had had to say to me. And, you know, speaking of my corner, later on in the show, I'm going to have a, a, a guest who was a big inspiration and, and, and a person who guided me through my amateur career up to, up to uh, getting my Olympic berth. Um, my, my good friend, and I've, I've known him for, since I was like about 10, 10, 11 years old, is uh, Danny Nieves. Very great, great and um, wonderful person. So uh, we'll be talking with him later on. Also, I'm I'm actually thankful to be on the air today. Obviously, if you guys don't know, we're we're experiencing one of the biggest solar storms uh, to hit in years. Uh, this is why possibly things can happen interfere with technology, and you know, reading this stuff gives me uh, appreciation of what I'm doing. You know, and that I'm 
And I'm grateful for everything in, in my life. And I'm happy that uh, my millions and millions of listeners are still able to hear me today. In saying that, I'm letting you guys know that I'm flying this ship solo today. I don't have a, a guest co-host, Larry Brewer. He's out. Um, not, not, not being able to uh, be with me here today because he says he's changing people's lives. Um, I really don't know about that. If he is, I'm going to talk to one of uh, uh, the persons that he's changing in life in four years from now and see where he's at, see if it's all true or not. So to the Tafoya Warrior, brother, don't tune out just because uh, Brewick is not here. Uh, keep on listening to the show. It's, it's going to be a good one. Plus, we're going to have Danny on. So he's a, he's a person you know. Also, usually I have my wife here. Um, she's not going to be um, here manning, the, manning our phones and stuff like that or with the people with uh, uh, Voice America. So, guys, help me out. <laughs> well, let's start talking about some, some sports. I don't know if you guys heard, but um, Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning situation uh, with uh, the Colts, well, he, it's done. He's no longer a Colts quarterback. And um, he did say he still wants to play, uh, but that there was no team he wanted to play for. So now he's a free agent. He's going to go out there and see and test the waters in that. He played, I think, 13-plus years with the Colts or 12-plus years with the Colts and um, and uh, has played for nobody else. So all this transition to look for a, a new team is, is going to be new to him. So um, he's going to experience what free agency is and uh, a lot of people calling in and, and doing all of that stuff. So we'll see what happens with that and, and him. Well, who wants him? I'm pretty sure a lot of a lot of teams are going to be looking for him. You know, he's an experienced quarterback, and he knows what to do when in tough situation. Nerves of steals when he goes toe to toe with any defense, but uh, you also get an aging, an older quarterback with the questions of, of staying healthy and also the concerns with his next. Why did the Colts let him go? I don't know, man. Last year without Peyton Manning, they went two and fourteen. Maybe they should have kept them. Around another year to to see if uh, they would improve or anything, but I have a big uh, uh, understanding of why they probably let him go because he was owed twenty eight million in, in a bonus this week. He was supposed to collect on it, and um, you know I think they needed they needed to uh, um, free up that money to do something else with it. So I don't know, man. What I do wish for Payne Manning is uh, nothing but well wishes and um, and health. And he'll, he'll know what to do. So now I'm, I'm going to talk about my Bulls. The Bulls were on a game, uh, on a seven game losing, uh, uh, winning streak since their last loss to the New Jersey Nets on February 18th. So yesterday they played the Milwaukee Bucks and made it an eight game winning streak. And it was a tight game, man. Uh, it was neck and neck all throughout, even down to the last minute. Um, the Bulls went up and then, uh, uh by, by a basket. Uh, with the under a minute left, then the Bucks came back and tied it. And then what did D Rose? D Rose did what he's supposed to do as the leader of the Bull of the Bulls team. He hit he hit a a, a buzzer beater to to beat the Milwaukee Bucks and um, well deserved man. It was a, it was a tight game, but the uh, the Bulls uh, pulled out the victory. You know the last time we talked uh, about the Blackhawks, they were on a nine game losing streak. And they snapped that. That night, the, the last time, it was about uh, two weeks ago, they snapped that. They won a nine-game losing streak. And then from there on, they went on on a four-game winning streak, Rita. So then they looked like everything was good. 
They were scoring. They were playing good defense. But then they went on on a, another uh, losing streak on a three game. But snap that one went on a a three game losing streak. But then they got beat beat up by St. Louis five to one. So in saying all of that, there's not some consistency going on with the Blackhawks right now. They got to find out what what really is they can get to generate to keep that to keep that moving moving along well. But I have to say uh, it looks pretty good for them because uh, the la- uh, they're going to play the Rangers. And the last time uh, they played them, they they were the team they beat to get, to snap that that nine uh, horrendous game losing streak. So hopefully it'll be good. And uh, ho- hopefully they, they, they come out of that. There's also, you know, guys, it's spring. So now we're going to be talking about uh, a little baseball. You know, if, if, you're a, if you live in Chicago, you're either a, a Chicago White Sox fan or a Cubs fan. You know, with many friends and family in, in, in my circle, we have a mix of both. So it gets, it gets real fun during baseball season because we get to talk smack to each other here and there and saying, you know, uh, how, how good we are and how better we are or how worse we're getting in, in certain situations. Well, yesterday the Cubs uh, got, uh, went to a 6-4. Uh, uh, six uh, um, they beat the, the Kansas City Royals. And the White Sox lost to the Milwaukee Brewers 10-6. to six. So um, I don't know if, 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 if there's obviously not going to be any bragging uh, right now because it is a preseason. So um, it, it is what it is. But I had to let some of my people know about our, our baseball situation here. Also, I don't know if uh, any of you guys follow um, uh, De La Hoya on, uh, on Twitter, but, um, you know, on, on March 1st, he said that he was going to announce something that was going to shake the, the boxing industry in, in a major way. So that he was going to say that on, on, on Tuesday, this past Tuesday, March 7th. So he tweeted, as I enjoy my 10th month of being sober today, I come to realize Without a cloud over my head that I will never fight again. I don't know if that really shook up the boxing world, you know. I was really expecting something more that he was going to get a network to uh, NBC Network, ABC or something like that to do boxing weekly or monthly or whatever. But I didn't expect that. Or I expected that, you know, he got um, Pacquiao and Mayweather to forego their commitments with uh, Cotto and uh, Bradley respectively and that they're going to be getting it on but um, it wasn't that so you know to uh, De La Hoya I I, I wish him well uh, on his decision he's had an amazing career he has done great things for boxing and the boxing world and and congrats and enjoy your retirement man because it feels good you know it feels good to uh, to be retired uh, as well, it, it also looks like Antonio Tarver will be back in the ring May 26 on Showtime, and um, he's going to be uh, boxing on ESPN. Oh, well, this is according to ESPN. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is according to ESPN. He will be facing Latif Power Coyote. Coyote, Wildy Coyote's uh, cousin or something. But <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> But I, I don't know. He's going to be uh, mixing it up again, and um, we're going to we're going to see him in action. Also, there's uh, talks that uh, Amir Khan uh, was uh, still um, WBA um, super 
the light super lightweight super champion, the super lightweight champion. But uh, Vice President Guillermo J. Mendoza retweeted a tweet he made and he, uh, to ESPN stating that the WBA has reinstated Khan as a super champion and he can get back the 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 ring uh, get uh, get that back against uh, uh, Peterson. So it should be an, an interesting fight. There's also um, talks about uh, Rios, Rios doing um, Rios and Gamboa. I don't know if you guys have have um, listened on that. Rios and Gamboa supposedly was signed for April April thirteenth, I believe it was. And during all the press conference and the tours, Gamboa has not been available. He has not shown up, and he. He has not been there, and it's been just real promoting, promoting the 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 show and and everything. There's speculation since Gamboa is in um, Rios, I mean in Mayweather's camp, that Mayweather is probably telling him to come and sign with him and and do all this stuff. And to uh, Gamboa's defense, Gamboa has been saying, you know what? I never signed a contract. So why should I be going to the press conferences and everything if I never signed the contract? But Top Rank, in other words, is saying that they have and that this is their fight. So I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what's going to happen in, in that situation. I think I think they are going to fight. I think it's going to happen. But we're just going to have to wait and see what the whole situation comes comes about. You know, there's... um. There's a lot of stuff that also have been going on with myself that um, I'm actually transitioning out of boxing. You guys all know that, and I am very happy about it. So um, hopefully all the things that, that, that come out um, out of this, out of me retiring, is good, good for myself, and, and I expect it to be. Um, like I was saying before, I have done uh, done the sport for for numerous of years, and I am very 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 grateful for for everything that has happened in boxing. Um, the reason I'm telling you guys this again is because um, in the last the, the last time I was on the show, I, I couldn't fully express myself uh, on on everything that um, we were doing because I was caught off guard from everybody talking and calling me in, my wife as well. So I, I just really want to say that that I've had a uh, um, I'm very appreciative of everything that everybody has has uh, said to me and, and wished me well and I don't know it's just been an, uh, a surreal moment for me I mean um, throughout my career and and now through through my retirement that that I'm finally giving that up it's. People are saying, "Oh, you're gonna come back. You're gonna come back." I'm, I'm honest to say, to tell you guys that, like, um, when I, when I said uh, that I was gonna, I'll see you next time, and that I'm gonna announce my comeback. I'm not. I'm really done with this. I had a wonderful time, and you know, it is what it is, and I'm gonna have a, a, a great time, um, and enjoying my retirement because I'm, I'm happy about it. I don't have to look for it anymore. You know. I don't want to do this. It gets tiring after uh, getting up early in the morning, going to work out, and uh, dieting has been the toughest one for me. So 
that's one of my uh, main reasons. But the other one was my kids. I really uh, want to spend time with my kids and enjoy my kids. They're six, four, and two, and um, hopefully everything uh, will will be great. Um, also, I wanted uh, uh, to tell you guys that um, there has been um, um, my 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 friend Fresno Quendo. Uh, came back uh, and returned to the ring for the first time in 15 months. He scored a knockout over uh, Travis Fulton uh, last Saturday night at, at, in Davenport, Iowa. You know, this was the first time uh, since um, Fres ha- has fought since his two controversial losses to one of them was uh, Oliver McCall and the other one was uh, to Gene Mark Mormack. And, you know, it's been a long layoff for 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 Fres and and doing those fights. So um, blessed that he's back. Also, that event was the first sanctioned professional boxing card in 13 years to be staged in the Quad Cities. Um, you know, this is according to the promoter Phil Ar- Armour. So you know, it, it was it was it was a, a great great um, a great experience for Fres Oquendo uh, to to get back in the ring. And actually, I'm going to have him. On the show too as well because um he's a guy that I grew up with um in, in the boxing in the boxing world and in the amateurs in the amateurs we were trained by the same guy um who I'm gonna have later on on the show uh, we were trained by him and uh, we were able to come out and um out of the amateurs Fred and I were the uh from the same gym from the same city to win the national golden gloves um. In the same year, um, he's a great person, humble guy. So I, I wish him nothing, nothing, nothing but the best, nothing but the best in his returns. You guys can call uh, into the show at eight 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 three four six ninety one forty four, or send your uh, questions and comments to me by clicking on the Facebook or Twitter link. Uh, we'll be back uh, after this commercial break. Stay tuned to the next segment called the outcome. flagship station for sports voice america sports what's the national pastime in the u.s in the 21st century are you sure think again three out of four americans have made nfl football the true american pastime it's now one of the fastest growing sports in the world but how do we as fans understand everything that goes on behind the scenes tune in to enter the league with eugene t lee esquire as your host eugene was the featured nfl agent in the espn acclaimed documentary the dotted line and now he takes his expertise to the voice america sports channel listen every thursday at 7 p.m eastern 4 p.m pacific The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. He'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? 
Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. You are listening to Outside the Ring. This is a segment called The Outcome. And um, in this one, we're obviously going to talk about uh, things that happen in, in, in the boxing world. And I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, uh, Gabriel Campillo uh, um, made a plea to the IBF because of his decision when he fought uh, Travor's Cloud on February 18th. Now... The IBF denied his uh, his plea. Campillo was trying to get a rematch uh, with Travor's Cloud because he felt, and like many viewers felt, that even though he was knocked down twice, um, you know, in 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 the first round, uh, he was he did enough to to beat him. You know, he's a former ti- a title holder as well. But um, you know, I um, I honestly feel that they should have. They should have gave him a, a, another chance uh, to fight again against uh, uh, Travor's Cloud. I I personally saw that fight. I did think um, Campillo deserved uh, another rematch because he did about outbox Travor's Cloud, and um, you know Travor's Cloud was just going for that one punch, and Campillo did a, a beautiful uh, uh, boxing clinic on on Tavor's Cloud. So. Definitely very, very sad for that. And you know what happened in, 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 in Texas. You know, a lot of, a lot of fighters think Texas is a whole nother country because, um, they're, uh, judging and, and the way they see things is, um, is different. They go, they abide by, I guess, different rules or something. But, um, the, the judges, uh, I mean, the IBF decided not to, uh, hear him out and, um, they denied his, uh, petition to try to get another rematch with, uh, with Travor's clouds, uh, cloud. I'm sorry. So um, you know, we'll see what I mean. See what's up next for Campillo. Don't know. He should be getting another title shot. Don't get another win under his belt. Obviously, this one was a win, and if, you know, to me it was a win. It was a, a clear, clearly that Campillo won. But you know what? He he has to move on. Also, you know, on March on March second, former uh, junior featherweight and junior lightweight titleist. Joan Little Tyson Guzman scored an eighth round KO over Jesus Pavon. Uh, he dropped him. He dropped him in, in in rounds one, three, and four. And you know, Pavon was actually uh, deducted a point for holding. And you know, the fight was stopped. And and you know, this was just a, a way of uh, um, Guzman getting back into the ring 
and and doing this thing so he could start getting um, uh, fights again and people could start seeing him again because I the guy has been and out like uh, of the boxing uh, um, scene for for a little bit he'll come back make a fight and go out so if he really wants to um, uh, get noticed and get those big fights I think he needs to be a little bit more active so like that people can uh, still remember him and, and go go forth with that. You know, also on, on March 3rd, um, IBF uh, featherweight Ray Boom Boom Bautista scored uh, a second round annihilation of uh, Mexican journeyman, uh, what's his name, uh, Genaro Panterita. And um, unfortunately, uh, you know, Boom Boom's um, uh, promotions uh, thought they were, they were signed to fight another Gennaro, Gennaro Poblanito Garcia. But that wasn't the case. So um, instead, they ended up uh, fighting that. And from what I hear, the, the, the fight was free, you know. And uh, the people were able to go see it. And um, that was uh, pretty good, actually, because they actually thought they were going to be a uh, former title challenger. So uh, the promoter said, you know what, this is a free one on me. Rarely do you guys ever see anything like that where a promoter says, hey, here, just come and see it. We got the wrong person in, flew in the wrong guy in. Uh, rarely do you see that. So my hat's off to, to uh, uh, ALA uh, promotions for, for doing that. It shows uh, really uh, high class uh, of them to do something like that. Well, guess what, guys? Another Klitschko, the other Klitschko, actually, the other Klitschko, uh, ends up winning. You know, the IBF, WBA, and uh, WBO heavyweight champion, Waldemir, Waldemir Klitschko proved, uh, you know, that he was going to demolish uh, the uh, the small cruiserweight, uh, Gene uh, Mark Mormick. So, you know, he earned his uh, 50th career knockout, and, you know, he did it in Germany. And, um, you know, it was uh, sort of like... Uh, not entertaining fight. Um, he did not do well, Mormick. He was just in there to obviously um, get just get paid. Obviously, that's all it was. He was there to get paid, and uh, he went up there and he did that. Also, I don't know if um, you guys remember uh, the the other Crisco with 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 you know the Grisora uh, uh, fight that they had. Well, what happened? With that fight, you know, all the things that he did. He slapped uh, Klitschko at the weigh-in. He spit in his face um, when they were going to fight. And then um, to top it all off, after losing to Klitschko at, at the press conference, the post-press uh, fight conference, he ended up getting into an altercation with David Hay and all this other nasty stuff that, that was being said back and forth between them. Eventually, they ended up giving a, a letter of they're sorry. But what the WBC has uh, has done was they had suspended British boxer uh, indefinitely, you know, um, after his altercation with David Hay. They suspended him indefinitely from the WBC. Uh, so this, this is bad for him because it shows the... Um, Bad conduct uh, on that fight, man, and, and um, I, I don't think 
I don't think he, he should have done anything uh, of that nature. Boxing, uh, to begin with, is, is viewed as a bad sport. And to do something like that, I mean, it is bad. Even the, the, the UFC fighters, that's even more of a brutal sport. But they, they conduct themselves with uh, respect and class. And that's what I think um, our, our fighters should do, you know. Just just do that. I'm just saying, you know. I also want to co- congratulate uh, Devin, the great Alexander from the Lou, St. Louis, for winning the WBA Waterweight Championship. Um, and, um, and I also want to congratulate Kevin Cunningham. This, this man is, is a great trainer, uh, a great coach, and a great inspirational uh, person when you, when you get to work with him in, 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 in the gym, as I did. He was actually um, in my corner when when I uh, defeated uh, Eric Morales here in in Chicago, and I, I want to thank him so much for for that experience and wish them nothing but the best there in uh, the welterweight division and a lot of great fights for for Devin uh, to to uh, be over there um, in that division and maybe he could get another undisputed. Uh, Waterway champion. He did that with Corey Spinks. So uh, wish him nothing but the best, guys, to, and to everybody over there in St. Louis. Yesterday was the final press conference for the rematch, Orlando Salido versus Juan Manuel Mar- uh, Lopez. And, um, guys, this fight is a do-not-miss fight because I, I, I know you guys know about what happened that, the, their previous fight. This is part two. Orlando uh, Salido was the one who... Uh, Dethroned the great uh, Juan Manuel Lopez, and it was a great fight. Now they're going to be fighting for for the W featherweight champion that Orlando Salido took from uh, Juan Manuel Lopez, and it, you know it's going to be a great fight. It's going to be actually held in San Juan, Puerto Rico. So he's going to go. Salido is Mexican. He's going to go over there and handle business. So it's it's going to be it's going to be a great fight, guys. So don't, don't miss it. Here's some of the quotes which prove. Why this Friday is a do not miss. A do not miss, I say. Juan Manuel Lopez said this. This fight is going to be a war. Orlando, you had a good night last year, but I want my title back. I let you wear the belt for 11 months, but I'm bringing it back to, to where it belongs on Saturday. I have a great uh, preparation for this fight, and I'm very confident. I never give excuses about my last fight with Salido. He won. He knocked me out. Fine. I don't make the excuses. I fight. If the ref had not stopped the fight, the last time I would still be fighting. So now Orlando Salido answered the, uh, you know, said, entering the, the first fight, I had some doubts about, about how I was going to win. But now I've beaten Juan Manuel and I know I can beat him again. I'm a hundred, I'm a thousand percent ready. I'm sure I can win. I've been in the gym preparing and I know what to expect. Even though I won last year, I still have something to prove. In the ring, we have to score the cello. I don't have to say much. So it is what it is, and that's what I'm going to do. My job is the same on Saturday night, no matter what. So, ladies and gentlemen, please tune into that fight. Also on that undercard is going to be uh, Mike Garcia versus Bernabe Concepcion. So that's 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 going to be a great fight um, to uh, to watch this Saturday. So please tune in. Another another news. Uh, you know, Juan Manuel Marquez confirmed that his next fight for, for April 14th against uh, undefeated South Argentinian Cesar Rene Coneca will be in Mexico City Arena, you know, for all of that. And um, I believe 
I've heard that this is going to be his last, his last uh, year fighting. Um, that he's going to go into uh, retirement as well, whether he fights Pacquiao or not. So that's that's big news for him. He's hanging him up as well. So I wish him nothing but the best uh, in the years to fight. Well, stay tuned, guys, for the next segment. We have the Fighters Corner, where I'll be talking with my amateur coach and the man who helped me uh, get my Olympic berth, Danny Nevis. Stay tuned for the Champions Corner. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports ready for in your face sports want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go you're not going to be shy here tune in to here's the deal with mega and steel featuring ike mega griffin and sydney steel justice we've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every friday at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern just before the weekend on the voice america sports channel we tell it like it is This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Brought to you by Whitetail's Extreme. This week we'll have Larry Wysoon, Mr. Whitetail himself, Gary Smith, editor of Hunting Handgun Magazine, Doug Canning, who's a competitive shooter, and Tom McIntyre with Field and Tree Magazine when we talk about hunting with handguns. All brought to you by Ram Trucks at ramtrucks.com. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. I'm Jim Ferguson. I'll see you on the trail. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Outside the Ring. I like to call this segment the Fighter's Corner. Now, the person I'm going to introduce next and is going to be on has been a big influence in my life. He taught me to never back down from anyone. You know, let him know who you are, where you're from, and that you have pride in what you do. He's, uh, he's been a, he was a big, big uh, uh, part of my amateur career. He actually was win- with me. When we uh, claimed the Olympic berth, not just with me, but in my corner. And um, he's always had my back, always been in my corner. Uh, the great Danny Mievens. How you doing, brother? Hey, good, David. All right, man. Let's give, let's give these, everybody a little, a little background on, on, on your love for boxing. You know, at what age did you start boxing and, and, and why, why boxing? 
Um, I actually um, started at 17. I was actually into uh, martial arts, and it was just a little expensive and something I, I couldn't do. And I was doing it at the boys' club in Lathrop um, Homes right off of Clyborne there. And um, and I, I went down to um, see Bill, and uh, and those guys were throwing punches and doing all kinds of stuff, and I was just fascinated. you know. And, and I told the coach, and I said, um, could you guys hit each other for real? Because in martial arts, we were not doing that. We were just more doing the katas and and, um, and the stuff. And he said, yeah, no, definitely. And I lied to him, and I said, yeah, you, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm in karate, and uh, I'm looking for sparring. And you know Bill, he doesn't put anybody in the ring for, yes. for anything. And um, and Bill's great. I, I, I love him and, and stuff. But um, he put me in the ring, and I couldn't believe it. I, I got in there, and I got to hit people, in the, and I got beat up so bad, but I loved it. I said, wow, I could do this. For living, and he goes, yeah, but you need a lot to learn. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> you know how Bill is; he's really frank with yeah. you and stuff. And and he goes, yeah, you you got to learn the proper boxing and and the jab and the right hand and the moving. And I loved it. I just after that, it was just awesome. Um, so, so you're telling me you had to do the same thing that Bill pulls puts everybody to do for like three weeks, going back and forth, <laughs> with we're stepping back and forth, and then one jab at a time. Did exactly, you and, and, and you know what? I I think I would have been a better fighter <laughs> if I would have done all that. But I I I went through the fast track. I was already older. Oh. I was already seventeen. I was already working out, and I just thought that being strong and and um and and just doing some karate moves, you were able to beat up a fighter. And people don't understand getting in the ring, the skills that you got to have just just to get in that ring. You know, in, in street fights, a different thing, but in boxing, it's an art. Yeah, yes, it is. It is. It is. It is true that that boxing, boxing, there's, there's an art to it. That's why a lot of people there, you know, and mostly like with with my people, Mexican fighters, uh, Mexican people, they they always say, oh man, he's no good. Uh, he's um, he runs around too much. He moves too much. He, you know, just pity pats. But that's what a lot of people don't understand that the art of boxing is hit without getting hit. You know, and and a lot of people don't comprehend it. They just want to see blood splatter all over the place, which is good. You know, sometimes it's that, but you know that that's the art, the art of boxing. Now, Danny, you know, growing up, you well for me, growing up, you were you were like a a big brother to me because we went practically everywhere to 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 the parks to fight, to get sparring on trips. And everything, what what made you um, want to do things like that with 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 kids? I mean, because you were a kid yourself. To be honest with you, I mean, now I look at it, I was like, man, you were you were what twenty nineteen years old and 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 helping us and guiding us through. What what made you want to do that, man? Well, one of the things that I that I got so upset was that I didn't start boxing earlier. I, I mean, I, I was looking at the young kids boxing and. Um, and I was like, wow, you know, if I could have just started earlier, I, I could have been so much more. So what I said is, um, actually, when I met you, I was actually about 24 years old. You're right. I was still young. I was still stuff. And I said, you know what? If, if I could teach some of these kids um, some of these moves when they're young, man, they'll be, they'll be champions. I just got to look for the right kids and the right attitude. And when I first met you, um, people don't know this. You actually didn't start at Hammer Park. You actually started at yeah. Walls. And um, I went down there to box. And your dad saw me box, and he loved that I was I was hitting the opponent without getting hit. And he goes, "Wow, 
that's boxing. You know, all these kids stand in front of each other and they throw punches. And I said, yeah, you know, tried to do angles and this and that. And he told me about you and I saw you get in the ring and you just went in there. I remember one of the funny things you used to do was you used to let people hit you. And then you're like, uh-huh. okay, I'm going to let somebody hit me and then I'm going to hit them back. And yeah. I'm like, Dave, why would you do that? He goes, well, I, w- I want to make sure that I get comfortable in there and stuff, and I just could go in there. I said, no, Dave, you know, we've got to use the jab. you got to use this and that. And Bill said, yeah, oh, wow, you know, this kid is, is, is great. Because after that, you just come blasting out of that corner and just trying to tear up your opponent. And I said, wow, if I could teach David, if I could teach Bernard, Ben, Fran, Elijah, all these guys, if I could teach him the art of boxing, how much better could we be? How much better the youth? And somehow God was always in my life, and I, I just said, hey, you know what? I, I didn't think about it, but I said, I'm going to bless these kids, and maybe in the future they'll bless me. And look, you, you and Fuzz became world champions. Oh, man, no, no. Thing. And the little the little boxing I do have, the little boxing I do have, uh, you're right. <laughs> I did get it from you because uh, you you were always like, David, move, David, move, move. So, you know, it was it was... It was uh, uh, grateful, and I'm I'm really grateful for that. Obviously, you started off in, in Chicago, but you made a move to Cheese County. Yeah. Why, Danny? Well, Cheesehead County, man. Why? Why the move, man? Why'd you Why'd you go away from us, man? Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. Sorry, I ended up with a heart condition. They gave me six months to live, and I told my wife, I don't want to be in Chicago um, right now. All the stuff going on. Um, you know, the, the houses at the time was. We're, we're still expensive, and we had game bangers in front of the house and stuff. And I said, man, I can't deal with the stress right now with having my heart condition and trying to take care of my family because one of the things that God did to me, he, he humbled me. And it sometimes um, God does that to you. And um, so I, I was planning to move to Texas. I said, hey, it's going to be sunny, no snow, this and that. But God had other plans. My sister was going through some problems, and um, she was living in Kenosha. And, I, and when I brought the kids there, they were hanging out. It was kind of cool. It was near the lake. And I said, hey, um, I told my wife, um, let's go down to Texas. But if Texas doesn't work out, um, we'll move to Kenosha. Well, of course, Texas didn't work out. And it was gorgeous, man. I think about Texas all the time. But <laughs> Kenosha's, Kenosha ended up to be my place. And, um, and, and from there, I just started my boxing gym. Oh, wow, wow. Well, you know the the gloves are are, are this week here in Chicago. Um, you have any fighters coming in? Well, I, w- I was going to have my daughter, but we found out through the JO commission. Um, she's a silver glove um, champion from um, last year, and because of her age that falls in, um, her she could still be in the in the JOs this year. So she was the only one I was going to bring for the Golden Gloves because I think she was the only one of my fighters that I have was ready. And um, so that's one of the things. And I might be in Saturday. Check out the Golden Gloves. Okay. But how old is Bella? Bella is 16 years old. 16 years old. Wow, man. And, you know, how do you feel about that, man, your, your, your daughter fighting? Because oh, wait, wait, real quick, before you answer that, I'm going to have her on, guys. She's an amazing, uh, amazing young lady. Who, who is doing some great things, man. But just to let everybody know, she will be on our show pretty soon. But go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, um, you know, that's my little princess. That's, that's, okay. um, that's the, the girl that wanted to be like that. I, I put her into um, basketball, volleyball, all the girl, girl sports. She said, no, Dad, I want to box. And um, she ended up winning the Chicago Park District when she was eight years old. And um, 
Bill was telling me, wow, Bella really likes boxing. I said, yeah, and, and Daniel, he was more into the football and the wrestling. And, you know, Bella, w- one thing about fighters, I guess we love that attention in the center of the ring. Mm-hmm. And when she got that that attention, everybody, you know, everybody's looking at me, Dad. I said, yeah, so you got to perform, Mama. And and I just tried to teach her the art of boxing, you know, to move, to, to get to, to punch without being hit. And uh, she just kept winning tournaments after tournaments. She wants the silver gloves. Um she 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 made it to um to the JOs and um and right now she's she's the hopeful to win it because the the girl she lost to last year um was the the champion of last year and she ran from Bella so I told Bella I said well you got to work with your cardio got to throw more more punches and and God willing um we're going to try to do this and and you know from experience that we did that. When you went to the jails, you didn't win it the first year, but the second year we just got so much ready and we won it. And I remember them telling everybody when they were down there that you guys are the future Olympians. And I go, what? And they go, mm-hmm. yeah, because if you're the best at 16, you're going to be the best at 21. And and you think about all the guys that won the jails, you know, yeah. um, Floyd Mayweather, hey, Vargas, you know, there's a ton of people. Yeah, yeah, no, we did, we did have a nice, a nice little crowd, uh, um, a good, a good, a good class there, in, in, in the jails, and you know, I mean, yeah, what does your wife say about your daughter fighting, man? Well, my wife, the thing about um, Cher, my beautiful wife, she's she's always been supportive. The only thing about it is, you know, she, she wants us to do this and do that. And it, and it drives us nuts. And I'm like, Sherry, I'm trying to run a gym. I'm trying to do this and that. But she's she's really supportive. She knows boxing more than anybody else in the gym. You know, it's amazing because she's been around. And and she says one thing that I heard her say. And she says, you know what? I'm not afraid of Bella's fighting because I know her dad is fighting her. And the last thing her dad wants is is to Bella get hurt. And she she's supportive 110%. And she brags a little bit because we took a... Um, a coach test, and she scored higher than I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. The one that should be running the the show down there. It's always like that, bro. It's always like that. The women, our wives uh, run the show. But listen, man, ha- hang with me for 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 the next segment. And yes, um, thank you, I appreciate it. So we'll be uh, going to a break, and we'll be right back with the championship round. flagship station for sports voice america sports what if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place it can be done and darnell autry proves it every week on outside the spotlight in this program athletes and artists come together to share their success stories hobbies professional projects and more that will interest not only the sports fan but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories if you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer listen for outside the spotlight fridays at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern on voice america sports Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. 
Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. You're listening to Outside the Ring. This is the championship round and where anything goes, guys. But, you know, I have a, a great person here still, Danny Nevis, my, my, my coach from the amateur days and, and a good friend, um, still with us. And we're, we're discussing about his, uh, you know, his uh, life in, in, in the boxing world, how he has his daughter, you know, uh, fighting now. And, and she's doing actually really, really good. Where she, uh, uh, last year she claimed second place in the, in the silver gloves and that's pretty hard to do. So, you know, to go in there and, and come out with the, the number two is not bad for her first year. For her first year. So this year she's gonna come out and take it flat out, which is great. Now, what, what advice would you give to, you know, any fighters that, that are gonna be fighting in the gloves? What, what do you recommend for them to do to get out the nerves or a, a, anything that, uh, uh, can help them prepare better. Well, um, one of the things that we used to do is, is don't worry about, don't be so stressed out about the fight because you got to remember, um, the next guy next to you is always going to be nervous. Also, keep it loose and try to remember what your coach tells you. Try to use the jab and remember that the more punches you throw, the more the, the more points are you going to score. So you try to stay busy and put it out every round because I tell my fighters if you don't come back exhausted into the in, into the corner you're not giving it 110%. I tell guys you know this um that if you didn't come back you didn't get to sit down because if you can't give me 110% you don't deserve to win that fight. Yeah, that that's uh, like I said at the beginning when I introduced you man you told me you go out there and you give it your all you let them know who you are and It'll, the fight will take care of itself, man. That is so true. And especially in, in, in amateur fighting, you gotta go out there. You only have three minutes, um, per round. That's three, that's nine. You know, so you gotta go out there and, and give it your all, uh, for each, each round. You prepare for that. You know what I'm saying? You prepare yourself. You're in the gym for that. That's why I always say boxing is a very jealous sport. If you don't take care of yourself and you take care of it, it will hurt you. It will tell you, let's get out of here. It's time for you to go. You know, um, you, you, are you working with any pro fighters right now, Danny? No, no, I'm actually um, working with a bunch of uh, young kids. I get pros all the time. They want to come and box, and I bring them to the gym. And I told them, if you can't be the amateur, why turn pro? I got so many <laughs> guys, you know, oh, I don't get the decisions. I don't get this and that. And I bring them into the gym and nothing. I actually run um, straight-up boxing which is a, a gym down in Kenosha um, with a partner of mine. Dan Wilmette and Joe Wilmette, they're actually brothers from uh, Snap-on Tools, really good guys. And um, and the guys that I got are young kids. They're starting out. Um, one of my champions is Jack Jensen, 
and then also got Vince for Matt and Nick for Matt. And these are just great kids that just, they come and bring it. They come and bring it. And then I also got two Golden Glove champions from last year. We ended up taking third place for the team championship, Fabio Acasa and Joe Ribeiro. He did, those are two guys that uh, won the Golden Gloves here in Wisconsin. And uh, I take them down to, um, to Hamlin Park and Bill and, and get to see the real boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's great, man. So, um, do you have a a, a Facebook, Twitter, yes. where they can reach you? Well, let's go blast it out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I got straightupboxing.com, which is my website. You can check it out. It's nonprofit. Um, one of the things I was having problems is was the kids that could fight couldn't afford it. Some of the kids, and it was really um, hurting me. And I'm trying to run a business, and with the economy being as bad as it is, we went nonprofit. We're trying to help out some of these kids. I'm working with some youth leaders at the church. I'm also uh, a youth leader at Kenosha Central, and um, I, I try to get the kids into the gym and also into church. Um, you know that that I'm a man of God, and, and I uh, I believe in God a lot, and I believe that God is gonna place me. To help these kids because this is what I want to do full time. I got a full time job right now, but I want to be a full time coach and and help out these kids and, and bring just champions, a national champion to Kenosha. That'll be awesome. There you go, man. Man, you brought two to Chicago. Why can't you Three. do it over there, bro? Three. Who, who, no national. Yeah, national. You, Fred, you, Fred, and Fred. Louis Perez. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I that's forgot right. about little Louis, man. Don't, 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 don't tell me was, about my champions, baby. Yeah, I, like my I kid, forgot. Right? I, I, that was the last. Yeah, that was yeah. the last time. The last one I won. Yeah, you're right. That's oh right. my goodness, how did I could I forget that, man? That's right. We won it together in Cincinnati. C Cincinnati. Yeah, you're the one that really uh, helped him out, took him under yeah. your wing, and yeah. he was one of the first guys to ever go to Nationals and win it the first year, which is yeah. pretty incredible. But he was training with the great David Diaz. Anybody? Uh, well, I see. <laughs> it's like it's like the thing though that like a lot of people when they go to the Nationals, and I'm saying this because uh, uh, we had another one that that went with us the the year before. We were like, you know what, man, just concentrate on. On, 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 on the tournament. Don't concentrate on you're in another city and doing that because we had done that. Uh, I had done that in my, in the previous year and, and it didn't turn out well. So we said for the next year that we're going to go over there, we're going to take it. And why? Because we're going to be strict about doing what we got to do. We got to get up, run, eat, uh, eat our breakfast, go way in. Uh, after the fight, after the win, go run, and that's how it was, man. Because you have to um, give this sport your all, or else, I mean, it's gonna knock in your butt numerous times. So yeah, yeah, you're right, man. Yeah, I have forgotten about that one. I that's that right, with, brother. <laughs> yeah, I did that with um, Bella. She was so upset. We were down in Alabama, and um, you know, and Sherry and, and her wanted to like go sightsee and everything. I locked them in the room and I said, "No, this is what <laughs> we're gonna do." And uh, Olympic box off for the kids going off to London were going on that night. We were fighting in the afternoon and the kids were fighting at night. And I said, no, we ain't going to go see nothing. We ain't going to go see nothing un until I tell you to go see something. They were <laughs> real mad and, and upset, but Sherry figured it out. Bella had a hard time and she's like, well, let's go see this. Well, the night that she lost, then she got to go see everything, but she was feeling kind of bad. I said, won't you be better? If we were locked up all day and, and you walk around with a gold medal, because everybody was checking out, we got to meet Freddie Roach, Randall Holyfield, and everything down there, which it was great. 
But as a champion, it would have been so much more. And I, it's a discipline. You had it. We ate the same food. Remember, we had the yep. same thing, lock ourselves in the room. And everybody was doing everything. We were just staying in the room and just saying, all right, Pat, you know. And and we had the last laugh. And I loved it. Yep, it was it was great. It was a great feeling. It was it was actually for the uh, Junior Olympics, for the Junior Olympics that we had done that, uh, to stay at our consistency level, stay away from everybody, get determined. We have to do this. Um, and you're right, eat the same food. And actually, <laughs> actually, actually, remember for the for for the finals, for the finals, I was so nervous that I thought we didn't get it right because. We ate chicken. <laughs> he, said, he said it was the chicken. It was the chicken. Because <laughs> we had, you had gone away from from our normal. What was what was it that we were eating? We were eating pasta or something. Yeah, so, we were eating pasta, and then last day we changed it up because everything just became just stuff, and and um, yeah, and it was just and, stuff, and and you know what. It, it was a great time. It was a great fight, and and stuff, and, and you live and learn, and that's experience that. You know, I, I got in, and nobody could ever take away from me. It's the experience of you being a three-time national champion, Russ being a champion, Louis being a champion, and then the tons of Golden Glove champions that we got that at Hamlin Park and and a little bit that I did at Windy City. Now I'm bringing that to uh, straight up, and, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. We lived it, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's true, man. I had a great time, and like I said, when I first introduced you, Danny, you've been uh, like like... Uh, an awesome person with me. If it wasn't for you, I don't think I would have ever accomplished the things I've done in in the professional ranks because it's it's all how you uh, what what you feed uh, a person and you fed me to to go out there and get it and never uh, look back and take no for an answer. Danny, I thank you and for everybody listening. Thanks for tuning in to Outside the Ring. This is David Diaz. See you next time. Take care, buddy. Thanks again for joining us. Outside the Ring with David Diaz can be heard again next Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you next week.